With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Tuesday edition, Hale Varsity Radio. We welcome in Mitch Sherman. And I missed the Mitch Sherman intro. Well, we'll, get it, we'll get it next week. Mitch, Mitch Sherman. isn't going to unleash the fury now. Well, sure he will. At Mitch Sherman on Twitter with The Athletic. Mitch, busy day today. How are we hanging? I'm hanging. I'm hanging in there, Elijah. You can just play the, uh, you can just play the, the sound with Matt Rule talking about you again if, if you want to do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll unleash that fury here in a little bit. But, right. Mitch, right. we'll, like we'll, we'll start with, with Trev Albert's extension. Thoughts? Yeah, clearly Ted Carter felt like he needed to do something before leaving uh, for Ohio State at the end of next month, and and what he needed to do was lock up Trev Alberts for a a long period of time. And obviously if, uh, well, you know, we've seen in the past at Nebraska where administrators and coaches have been extended prematurely and it's not gone the best way and, and there have been ramifications to pay for that, and I'm not in any way suggesting that's going to be the case with Trev. I think it's good for Nebraska to lock him up, or it would potentially be in danger of losing him, um, despite him being born and, and well, not born, but raised uh, raised in his professional, his collegiate and professional life as, as, a, as a Husker. Uh, he, as Ted Carter said, w- would be an attractive candidate to, to for anyone to hire. So by doing this, uh, Nebraska is ensuring, or as coming as as close as it can to ensuring that he is going to be here for the next eight years, and that's great for the stability of the Nebraska athletic department, which needs stability as it as it the school ushers in a new chancellor, and will soon be bringing in a new president for the university system. So um, this is this is a an important moment for Nebraska, also as it. It, it sets out in January to start some of the preliminary work to uh, renovate Memorial Stadium and spend $450 million on that and a project that could have a price tag that, that swells, swells beyond that number. So um, big and um, significant all around for the university and the athletic department. And Mitch, if my math is correct, I believe it is. I wasn't a math major, but I was, I was doing some tabulation. And while you're talking about about the, the, the price tag, I believe this comes out, if all the bonuses are paid, if Trev Albert s- sticks out for the full eight years of his contract, I believe it comes out to eight years and $21 million. And I want to get your reaction to that being the price tag for Trev Alberts. Is that the way of college athletics? Because that's a big number. It is. When you consider you're paying your football coach $74 million over eight years, it, uh, it looks like it's probably in line. I mean, this is a, this is a sport and a, a landscape for college sports that's changed a lot and continues to change with the money that's coming in from Fox and NBC and CBS and all the Big Ten's new media partners. Um, you have, of course, the league expanding next year. So, you know, it's you know more so than ever, 
Nebraska has chosen to play in the big leagues, and it doesn't want to take a step back. So you have to pay like you're in the big leagues. And there will be more eye-opening numbers, I'm sure, that, that appear on the on the radar uh, as as the the months and years go by. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to uh, pay your defensive coordinator, maybe sometime fairly soon. You're going to have to pay your defensive coordinator more than what he's making now. He's already making more. I'm talking about Tony White, who was announced as the Royals Award finalist, the Royals Award um, candidate today, already making more than any defensive coordinator in school history and is probably going to be in line for a raise. So these are just the kind of stories that you're going to hear. The money that was that was normal five years ago or ten years ago is, is, is not going to be normal now. It's all going to be bigger. And that started with the football coach who got a $74 million contract a year ago, and now you see it with the AD um, getting a, a, a big, bigger deal than – than any athletic directors ever received in Nebraska, but it's just keeping keeping up with the times. You have Mitch Sherman with us, Hail Varsity Radio. Mitch with the Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, a thought on today's media session? You had Coach White, Coach Satterfield, a handful of players. What stuck out to you about Satterfield? Um, well, I mean, they're staying the course. Um, I, there, there wasn't necessarily anything headline worthy that came out of him he said i'm not a psychologist uh that was that was uh in reference to jeff sims and how they fix his turnover issues and satterfield says my job is to keep coaching him uh, i you know I, I still tend to, to to lean in the direction that they're looking at chubba purdy as the guy on on saturday at wisconsin i mean sims obviously brings someone who's in 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 better shape right now is healthier but i don't think he's healthy in every way i think he's healthy uh, physically, but he's 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 not he doesn't look fit and hasn't looked fit and didn't again on Saturday um, in every way to be the, the quarterback who can lead them to wins. And then Nebraska doesn't know if it has that in Chubba Purdy, but in the drive that he was out there, save for that last play, which obviously is a huge play, he did a nice job. And I think they're at the place in in the progression of this season. You know, it's almost a desperate position Nebraska's in right now, where you're, you're just going to try to find something that you haven't done because what you've done up to this point at quarterback hasn't worked with the exception of a stretch with Heinrich Harburg when he was healthy and, and, and confident where he was getting the job done and he wasn't turning the ball over. But um, that ship has, has sailed because now he's turning it over and he's hurt. So uh, if they end up going with Purdy, I think you can look at it and say, well, um, at least they're going, they're, they're trying to dip, they're trying to look behind a different door because they've opened all the doors that they've opened to this point have, um, have turned them away and, and put them in the spot where they're five and five with two, two weeks left. It's Mitch Sherman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska, what we heard from the coordinator stay in beginning our look ahead to Nebraska and Wisconsin. And Mitch, I want to bring us back to what Schmidt and I discussed back in the first segment. And it's a, it's a complex answer for such a seemingly simple question. Our topic for the first segment was, has this football season been fun for Husker fans? I want to get your take on that in terms of what is fun, A, as a football fan, and B, has this season been fun? I don't think as a whole, overall, through 10 games, it's been a lot of fun. And, and that's, that's what 27 turnovers will do, and minus 14 in that category. I, I don't – and there have been moments that, that have been enjoyable and I think fun, absolutely. Um, it was – and really what you're looking at are, is that three-game stretch 
in the in the Big Ten after Michigan when it looked like Nebraska was starting to put something together. But that's three weeks out of ten. You know, I don't know that the the, the other two wins were all that much fun when Nebraska beat Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech to get its record even after what was the tough road stretch to begin the season. So really, you just look at those three games. And there were parts of all of those games, too, that weren't a lot of fun. Um, the Purdue game, maybe a, a bit of an exception, just, just just a little blip in the fourth quarter that uh, went against Nebraska, and then it answered the bell and, and won that game going away. But I, I think fun is, is, is you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's kind of a simple thing be, being able to enjoy yourself at the game and and not. I mean, you don't want everything to be a blowout, and you can have a lot of fun in close games. But you know, having a close game against Michigan um, or Ohio State or you know Wisconsin is a lot more fun than than a close game uh, against. I'm not going to slander any opponents here, just because Nebraska is not in a position to be able to do that, but. Uh, a, a Nebraska is a lower division Big Ten team. Let's just be clear about that. But Nebraska strives to be a Big Ten team that's in the upper half of the conference, and it wants to be able to win games against some of the programs that it struggled with this year without having to sweat a ton. That may never, that may not be the reality um, ever again. It may not be the reality um, in the near future or the or the long term future. But I think still that's that that's that's part of what would define fun for for Nebraska football fans is. is to be able to, to go to the game and not have to sweat it out, but you know that's they, that 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 that's um, you know that reality is has long ago left. Mitch, a thought as we wind down on Nebraska, Wisconsin, uh, low scoring probably potentially, and uh, advantage is is what for Nebraska going in. I think they're in a better place. Um, the mentality of the team, I think Wisconsin's shaken. Uh, with the with the way things have gone, and it's not like it's gone all that much worse for the Badgers than it has for Nebraska, but Nebraska's lost a couple of three point games in the last two weeks, and Wisconsin has been getting uh, thumped by the likes of Indiana and Northwestern, and I, I think that's that's taken a toll on their psyche. And Wisconsin wasn't expecting this, wasn't used to this. Where Nebraska, you you expect uh, you expect a close game, and I think the players expect that, and I think they they they're in a good they're in a good place with their mentality as good as you can be coming, coming into the final two weeks of the year on a two game losing streak. So Nebraska, I think has an advantage there to, to be in a place where, and we said this same thing the last two weeks, because it, it played Michigan state coming off six straight losses. It played, it played Maryland coming off four consecutive defeats. And, and here Wisconsin has lost three in a row. Uh, but I'll, you know, I'll say the same thing that if Nebraska can jump on, jump on the Badgers and, and get out to a lead and it doesn't have to be a big lead, maybe a 10 point lead, then you, uh, that could, that can be a, you know, that can be a real bonus for the Huskers. It can be something that, that I think translates to a day in Madison that maybe that is the day where Nebraska has fun because I think getting out of there with any kind of a win would be fun for people considering all the misery, misery that, that the Huskers have endured at Camp Randall Stadium since joining the Big Ten. It'd be a little extra special, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, of all places to, to get that bull streak snapped, to do yep. it in a place you've gone over, uh, in a program you've gone over against, uh, yeah. except for the ugly uniform game? Yeah, there'd be some irony there. Um, this was the program that Nebraska came into the Big Ten. And, you know, for all of the, the, the border rivalry that exists with Iowa and the, and the trophy that was created, 
Uh, Wisconsin was the program from the beginning that Nebraska resembled the most or believed that it resembled the most. And, of course, the Badgers were built out of the model of Nebraska football with Barry Alvarez. And for them not to match up as badly as Nebraska has failed to match up to Wisconsin going all the way back to that 2012 uh, or 2011 um, 2012? 2012. That was 2012. Yep, 2012. Championship game with the Badgers hanging 70 on Nebraska. It's been so one-sided, entirely one-sided ever since that point. So, yeah, if Nebraska were were able to find a way to go into Madison where it lost its first ever Big Ten road game and get a victory uh, to to get to bowl eligibility after a drought like it's seen, like it's never seen in in school history or or in, in the last 60 years, then that absolutely would, would be kind of poetic and, and have some irony, and, and I think it would, it would be all that much more meaningful for people who've been around the Nebraska program a long time. Mitch, we'll check in with you. Thanks again for the time today. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Take there care. is Mitch Sherman. Check Mitch out with Bill Dolman and uh, the Average Joe podcast. That is dropped, so enjoy that one. Can you believe I was in eighth grade the last time Nebraska beat Wisconsin? Well, how uh, different was your life 11 years ago? That's wild to think about. Junior still had bad teeth. Um, We'll get into Marcus Satterfield, his thoughts. Coach Alvarez on the way.